This is message, M, 068, The Coming of the Lord, Jesus Christ. A word given by Cecil J. Ducille, 1st of July, 1973. Praise God. Now, tonight, I want to speak to you about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is imminent. It is down on us. It's going to happen very soon. We might as well know about it. Amen. And before I get into the coming of the Lord, I want to give you a Bible truth that we have been missing for all these years. The Word of God is three-dimensional in its first application. And each dimension in itself has many dimensions. So that number one dimension will have three dimensions, and the trees will have trees, and the trees will have trees. So you cannot limit God to one dimension of his word, one interpretation. And tonight, by the grace of God, I'm going to show you the word of God with many dimensions. Right now, the Bible is being assaulted and in some places assassinated. <laughs> they are manufacturing Bibles, wrong translations, as fast as anything else. And these translations are all trying to say something. You understand what I mean? When this Bible was written, nobody was trying to put over a special doctrine. But each one of those translations you are getting, somebody is writing it for his denomination and he is trying to put over something on you. So we find that there are some grave twists in, in these new translations from the best right down to the worst. And because of this, you must know the three-dimensional word that you are reading and you must know that if the word works out in all dimensions, then it is right. Amen. Now, let me show you what I'm talking about. Here is number one dimension, the flat plane. Number one. Number two dimension, horizontal. And number three, the vertical. The one word that God gives you, therefore, it has a natural meaning, natural meaning, a spiritual meaning, and a conclusion. You see what I mean? When God brings the thing first in the natural, then he shows you the thing in the spiritual, then it comes to pass in its conclusion. And this is the three-dimensional word that God has written in this Bible. 
Now, most of these Bible schools, I'm sure many here have gone to Bible schools, but most of the Bible schools are teaching that there are 3,000 mistakes in the Bible. Some are teaching that there may be less than 3,000, but they do teach that there are mistakes, errors in the Bible. And the reason they teach that there are errors in the Bible because one scripture will say thou shalt not kill and the other scripture said kill don't even leave the chickens amen he said kill all the chickens kill everything kill every cow kill every goat kill every animal kill women and children and everything and i find that in some of the churches they are rebelling against the word of god because they said that word couldn't be true they said it couldn't be god to say kill everything, destroy them utterly. God wouldn't say that. So you have got to understand the dimensions of the word of God. Now let us think of the coming of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Jesus Christ has come in the spirit. He is coming in the soul and he shall arrive in the body spirit soul body praise God tonight we say Jesus is here I don't think there's one person who does not believe that Jesus is here tonight amen Jesus is here and I know Jesus is here in two ways Jesus is here in the spirit in other words I can look over and I say Steve over there I say Steve is here because I see him with my eyes but Jesus is also here as one of our brothers for he says lo I am with you always so Jesus is here hallelujah but Jesus is also here in this brother here Jesus is in that brother so he's here in two forms he's here as a brother and he's here in the brother in spirit hallelujah then when we say Jesus is coming what are we looking for if Jesus is here in the brother Jesus is here with us then when we say Jesus is coming what are we looking for uh, we are looking for a flesh and bone man <laughs> hallelujah the son of God to set foot on earth physically so we are looking for a physical Jesus we have a spiritual Jesus and yet in our souls we are not satisfied for Jesus has not yet fully taken charge of our soul realm hallelujah there are areas that Jesus has not yet taken charge of and so the word tonight I preached to you is a dimensional word which is going to bring us into different areas of the coming of Jesus Christ 
so that you will see for yourself in your own Bible that unless you understand God's word as a three-dimensional word you will say one word contradicts the other that's the only way your Bible is not a contradictory book praise God let us turn to it let's turn to Matthew and we look at chapter 16 praise God and we look at verse 28 verily verily I say unto you there be some standing here which shall not taste of death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom praise God there be some standing here Jesus said people were standing around him who will not taste of death until they see the Son of God Son of Man coming in his kingdom now if we turn our Bibles to John Bible drill brethren you're going to get an opportunity of asking me all the questions that you have in your mind John chapter 14 and verse 16 17 18 19 and I will pray the father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not neither knoweth him but ye know him for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you I will not leave you comfortless I will come to you yet a little while and the world seeth me no more but ye see me amen Jesus was saying that he's leaving now and the world won't see him but the people of God will see him amen but ye see me because I live ye shall live also now praise God he said he would come in his kingdom and then he said that his people would see him so I figure what he was saying that we would see him in his kingdom amen he said just a little while and he would come again he didn't say 2,000 years he said a little while now all right let us turn before you make a judgment bless God Almighty I hope nobody harden your heart before you hear the truth praise his holy name hallelujah amen don't harden your heart until you hear the truth just hear me out praise God and then if you find a hole in this bless God you help me you just tell me straight from the shoulder about it as soon as we are through because this is what I want I'm begging you to do it I want it that's what I want I need somebody to tell me about this heresy that I'm preaching right I need somebody to stop me on the way 
Don't let me lose from here with a thing like this, brethren. Praise God. Amen. Jesus said, I would come to you. Luke. Turn to Luke. And let's see in Luke chapter 17. Remember now, Jesus said he would come in his kingdom. And then in Luke 17 and 20 and 21, and when he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come. Remember, Jesus said he would come in his kingdom. And then the Pharisees asked him, when is the kingdom going to come? And he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation, neither shall they say, Lo, here is Christ, or lo, there is Christ. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Amen. Now this is plainly saying to me that Jesus Christ is coming within you. Amen. This is, the, to me, it is plainly saying that. Praise be to God. So this is the spiritual coming of the Lord. Now let us look at the fulfillment of this coming. And we turn to Acts chapter 2. Amen. And uh, we turn to Acts chapter 2. And... Uh, here we see uh, verse 1 and when the day of Pentecost was fully come they were all with one accord in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushy, rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire and it sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Bless his holy name. Praise be to God. What entered into them? Why all of a sudden they began to speak with other tongues? Now this is the promise that Jesus gave them in 14th chapter of John which we just read. But I want you to notice what happened there. He gave them a promise and he said the Holy Ghost will come to you and then he turned around and said I will come to you amen so that means Jesus was in the Holy Ghost now have you any doubts about that let's turn our Bibles you have doubts all right let's let's um, go to Matthew Praise God. I'm missing my scriptures here. But I'm, take, I'm thinking of this scripture which tells me of the inception of Mary. When Mary received the Holy Ghost, it should, it should be Luke chapter 1 verse 26. Oh yes, it is right here. Yes, sorry. It was Luke chapter 1 verse 26 and in the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth we are talking about the coming of Jesus 
This was his first coming. Amen. Now we're talking about the second coming of Jesus. But in order to understand the parallel of God, we look at the first coming of Jesus. To a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the son of the highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered, and said unto her, now she asked him how, and this is how, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee, therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. What was he saying? The angel, the messenger, did not have the seed of God. The messenger came to Mary and he could not bring to her the seed of Christ. But the angel, the, the, the Holy Ghost came upon her and in the Holy Ghost was the seed of Christ. You remember the, 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 the word of God tells us that every seed brings forth what? After its own kind. All you planters know that. You want corn, you don't plant peas. Amen. Every seed brings forth after its own kind. And so that God brings forth God. So the Holy Ghost overshadowed Mary and she brought forth the first Christ in the earth and by this means the Holy Ghost again is overshadowing the church so that the church will bring forth the seed of Christ within your soul because the soul of man is the womb of the church amen so this is the means by which God is bringing forth Christ in the soul realm of man praise be to God now therefore in the spirit Christ dwells and when you receive the Holy Ghost you also receive Christ in your spirit but what we need is Christ in our soul so just as Christ or the Holy Ghost overshadowed Mary so he's overshadowing you tonight that you might bring forth Christ I want you to know that this is the means by which Christ is coming in the world Christ Jesus cannot come in the world unless you allow him to come in you first hallelujah 
He said, for when he shall appear, what shall happen to us? We shall be like him. Why? We shall see him as he is. Amen. When Jesus shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Now, praise be to God. I want you to really see this before we go any further because you know it would be useless going on with scripture we have been indoctrinated and um, really spiritually hurt by the church system and I tell you why I'm preaching this tonight brethren most people in this church um, organizational system all over the world are sitting down waiting for the rapture the Chinese Christian were waiting for the rapture until the communists hit them and people are waiting for the rapture not realizing that they have got to be ready hallelujah they are sitting down, oh, I'm saved. Jesus Christ is just going to come and scrape up all the trash and take us off to heaven. And when we reach heaven, he's going to make us into good people. Nothing of the kind. Nothing of the kind. God cannot take any more sin up there. And Jesus Christ died to do away with all sin. Oh, some brother say, oh, I don't have any sin. If Jesus Christ died to do away with all my sin, then I have no sin and so I'm just pure and holy yet he will continue you dare not do a business with him he will get the better of you <laughs> amen he'll get the better of you he becomes complacent the church system lulls people into a deep spiritual sleep wherein men just say oh they don't care they will just have to go right on as they're going on and I want you to know brethren God says I shall have my church without spot without blemish without wrinkle hallelujah or any such thing and I don't know how people are going to make it if they don't see themselves coming forth without spot without blemish, without wrinkle, or any such thing. The same church system preaches to you that you cannot be without sin. The same church system say you can't be without sin. They say you sin in thought, word, deed, and action. <laughs> Amen. After Jesus Christ saved you, brother, you are supposed to be without sin. You're not supposed to have any sin hauling around with you. Amen and more than that we want to get rid of the sin nature not only that we are not committing sin but because the blood of Jesus Christ is efficacious then I must get rid of the soul nature which causes people to sin hallelujah and this is what the Holy Ghost is doing the Holy Ghost is overshadowing you and let me tell you something brethren the church system does not believe in allowing the Holy Ghost to overshadow people. They overshadow you. It, the angel 
the messenger is overshadowing the people and trying to bring forth something in them. <laughs> Bless God Almighty. Is it an indictment? I don't know what you'll call it, but look at this. Show me which church is following the implicit leading of the Lord Jesus Christ. Show me which of these organizations is following the leading of the Lord. You just show me one. Amen. They're bored. They're bored. Must democratically vote. The minister in, vote him out. Amen. Vote the minister in, vote him out. The minister have got to be a diplomat to survive. Amen. Because you have board members that are just after him. He can't touch them. No matter how sinful they are. Good tide paying members. You touch a good tide paying members. That member that put you out of the church and leave the tide paying members. I've been a pastor for many years, brethren, in a denominational system. So I know what I'm talking about. Amen. God's business is not governed by a board. It is governed by Jesus Christ, the head. Hallelujah. The Son of God. Headquarters went into a church to preach. And God blessed that church. Two weeks of revival, it was glorious. The church multiplied about twice the amount of people. People begin to come in and drop at the altar, receive the Holy Ghost we, without we making a call. The service didn't even start. We just come and sit down together and people begin to feel bad and just rush to the altar and get filled with the Holy Ghost. And the altar was filled with people getting saved and filled with the Holy Ghost before the service start. Amen. But headquarters sent down to say that the minister had deceived them because the evangelist that he had in wasn't approved of them and he should take an approved evangelist and stop the revival and turn the evangelist outside praise be to God headquarters thank God my headquarters is upstairs Yes, sir. Headquarters in heaven. Jesus Christ is the head of the church. Amen. And I want you to know, anywhere you find people quarreling, they are out of Christ. When you have a church that is walking in Christ, you don't have quarrels and problems and cases trying every day. Because Christ is their head. You are not their head. Christ is their head. Hallelujah. Praise be to God Almighty. Let me explain the scripture to you before anybody come and tell you a lie. I've heard them telling lies on the scripture. The, the um, 1 Corinthians 11. Where Paul speaks of the head of the woman is the man 
and the head of the man is Christ and the head of Christ is God what in effect the word of God was saying that in the natural operation man and woman man is head woman is his helpmate amen in the physical natural operation just as the in the natural operation the man is head in the spiritual operation Christ is head amen so if the man is head of a natural operation of a business of a something outside the earth that is not God's business like his home or something else and he turns his home over to his head Christ then Christ is head of his home amen he's no longer head of his home <laughs> Jesus Christ is head of his home for he turned over his headship to Jesus amen on the other hand if the head Jesus the Bible said the head Jesus will turn over to God so God is head of all in all and this is what we are talking about praise God now we expect Jesus to appear in person and there is a preaching against the physical appearance of Jesus therefore let us read the Bible and see if there is going to be a physical appearance of Jesus before we go any further let's turn to Acts 1 uh, verse 11 uh, well we could read 10 and 11 and while they look steadfastly towards heaven as he went up behold two men stood by them in white apparel which also said ye men of Galilee why stand ye gazing up into heaven this same Jesus which is taken up from you into heaven shall so come again come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven praise God this would put away the teaching that Jesus Christ is only coming inside here and I'm making this point with you so that you don't t tell anybody that I believe that Jesus Christ is not coming back out there because Jesus the bridegroom the head the head will have to be in the same shape as the body is Amen. you see what I'm talking about you will be a physical even when you are changed you will be changed to a glorified body now you want to know what kind of body will you have you will have the same body that Jesus had when he was changed when Jesus rose up from the grave he rose up and his clothes was neatly parceled and put one side and the Bible said the piece for his head was at his head well folded up and the, piece, the, the rest of it was at his feet well folded and he came out clothed he wasn't naked when Mary saw him he was clothed and all through his appearances he had on a beautiful suit of clothing 
Amen. He said to the boys, come push your hand in my side and in my palm and feel me. I am flesh and bone. Hallelujah. What happened to him? He, he made a transfer from the natural law. The natural law say you must eat food, eat from the earth, take in energy to keep your body going. The spiritual law says man doth not live by bread alone, but by every word that cometh out of the mouth of God. Hallelujah. And so Jesus Christ was living from energy from heaven. And that's the difference between the two bodies. So when you are changed, you are going to be changed into a being that uses energy directly from God rather than have to get your energy through a plant amen before you can absorb it into your body and this is the glorified body so we who will have glorified body must have a head who has a glorified body so we said the Lord God shall be like him for we shall see him as he is praise God and so now I've cleared up this point, let's go into some details. Hallelujah. You thought I was going to miss the details. Amen. <laughs> Let, let's turn to Matthew again. Let's turn to Matthew again, chapter 24. And let us look here. Um, verse 36 but of the day and hour know it no man know not the angels of heaven but my father only but as the days of Noah were so shall also the coming of the son of man be for as in the days that were before the flood they were eating and drinking marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so also shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Now brethren, Jesus said the coming of Jesus would be just as it was in the time of the flood. He said here that the flood came and took them all away. You remember that word? It, it said he took them all away now if you don't know who was taken away amen we're going to find out then shall two be in the field the one shall be taken and the other left took them all away and we want to know who will be taken which one will be taken and so we see two in the field one taken the other left you know what we used to preach it as i used to preach it like that too <laughs> praise god i used to say that the one taken is taken off into the rapture and the other one is left for destruction because god's going to burn up the whole earth with all those who are down here that's what i thought but blessed be to god god was able to correct me amen the one that is taken is the one that is arrested for 
judgment. Now, if you, uh, if you want to make a note of it, make a note right here. Because this word taken in verse 40 means paralambano. Paralambano. And paralambano in verse 40 means arrested. Amen. Are you still with me? Paralambano here means arrested. And so the one that is taken is the one that is arrested for judgment. I'll prove it from the word of God if you'll stay right where you are. Verse 41. Two women shall be in grinding at the mill. The one shall be arrested and the other left. Praise God. Now let's turn our Bibles over to Luke and see what brother Luke has to say about this situation. And verse 17, chapter 17, Luke chapter 17, And we begin at verse 26, which would coincide with where we began in Matthew, the same utterance. And it, shall, it was in, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Now, he didn't say taken in this verse. What did he say? Destroyed. Amen. Likewise also, as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they building. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Come on now. We're talking about the coming of the Son of God, man, the coming of Jesus, and then this brother Luke says revealed rather than coming. Amen. You know why it is revealed? Come on, brethren. Jesus is here. That's why we need to, to, for him to be revealed. Jesus is already here. Hallelujah. And therefore, his revelation to us in the flesh is what we are waiting for. So the coming of Jesus or the revelation of Jesus, it is the same understanding we have that Jesus is coming again. In that day, he which shall be upon the housetop and his stuff in the house, let him not come down to take it away. And he that is in the field, let him likewise not return back. Brother, if you are on the top of this house and Jesus is coming, amen, <laughs> he says, don't come down to think about your things like um, sister, what's her name? Sister Lot. <laughs> Thank you, brother. 
she looked back, she went back for her goods, and it was too late. Amen. So here we see the word of God being revealed to us. Look, um, we come down here. Um, verse 34, I tell you, in that night there shall be two men in one bed. Now, why did he call it a night? Come on, brethren. Why did he call it a night? It could not be a natural night that Jesus is coming. You know why? Because if it is night over here, it is day over there. <laughs> if it is night in China, it is day over here. If it is night in the day in China, it's night over here. So when Jesus comes, it will be both night, day, morning, and evening. Amen. Amen. And so, when the scripture said in that night, the Lord is talking about in the tribulation. And I want to refer you back to the ten virgins when they met Jesus. What time was it? Midnight. Midnight. Amen. And so, at midnight, in that night, he said, I tell you, two men in one bed, the one shall be taken and the other shall be left. Amen. Ten virgins, five were wise and five were foolish, taken. And this word taken means arrested for judgment. And if you have the slightest doubt, write it down. P-A-R-A-L-A-M-B-A-N-O That's the root word. Lambano is the root which means to receive unto oneself. Paralambano means arrested. Amen. And any dictionary, any lexicon that tells you it has, it doesn't mean arrested. Throw it away. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. For I know that there are some, some denominations writing dictionaries for themselves. They are writing Bibles and they are writing dictionaries. And I have met a few that had the thing upside down. Surprisingly true. Okay, let's go on. Two women shall be grinding together. The one shall be taken and the other left. Two men shall be in the field. The one shall be taken and the other left. And they answered and said unto him, Wouldn't you like to know where they are being taken? Well, these brothers wanted to know also. They said, We are Lord. <laughs> Amen. And he said unto them, Wheresoever the dead body is, I'm translating it, thither will the vultures be gathered together. Amen. Now, you want to know how correct I am in this. Let me find the scripture to tell you that this here is exactly what I told you it means. Turn to Matthew chapter 13 and you will see what Jesus himself said about his coming and the um, chronological order of things. Matthew 13, amen. Verse 24, another parable, 
put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemies came and sowed tares among the wheat, and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up, and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, didst not thou sow good seed in thy field? From whence then hath it tares? He said unto them, An enemy hath done this. The servant said unto him, Wilt thou then that we go and gather them up? But he said, No, lest while he gather up the tares, he root up the wheat also with them. Let both grow together until the harvest, and in the time of harvest, in the time of harvest i will say to the reapers gather ye together first the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them but gather the wheat into my barn gather ye first what tares so the sinners are going to be gathered first now the brethren didn't understand i believe some of you here don't understand clearly and you want to jesus tell us the meaning of this parable 37 he answered and said unto them he that soweth the good seed is the son of man the field is the world the good seed are the children of the kingdom but the tares are the children of the wicked one the enemy that sowed them is the devil the harvest is the end of the world and the reapers are the angels as therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire so shall it be in the end of this world the son of man shall send forth his angels and they shall gather out of out of his kingdom all that offend and them which do iniquity and shall cast them into a furnace of fire there shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father who hath ears to hear let him hear blessed be to God you couldn't have it plainer Jesus tells us the order of things. He's going to gather the sinners first and burn them. Then the children of God will shine forth in his kingdom. Two in the field, one taken and burnt and the other left. In John 16, we won't turn to it, where Jesus is arrested in the garden, the same word paralambano is used for the arrest of Jesus and so taking taken in this sense and in this passage these passages I've read to you means to be arrested amen now I want you to turn to Luke not time to go home yet. turn to Luke uh, chapter 21 And here again we have uh, uh, the parable of this 
No, I'm looking for the parable of the, the marriage supper. The marriage supper. Let's see, um, it's in here. Praise God. Here we have the parable of the marriage supper with Jesus Christ saying, um, chapter 22, Matthew chapter 22, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king which made a marriage for his son. You know the story. I'm not going to read it right through. Amen. And he sent out these servants to gather people to come to his feast. He made them, uh, sent out invitations and they refused the invitation. Some say they had their field looking after. Some say they just married a wife. Some say they had, they had different reasons for refusing Jesus' um, invitation. And then he said, he sent out on the byways and the edges and he picked up people and he brought in the halt and the maim and they were all deposited in his wedding feast and his feast was furnished with guests. He was satisfied. He came down at the time of the wedding and there he saw a man sitting in a seat without a wedding garment. Without a wedding garment. And so he said, friend, how did you get here? Verse 12, and he said unto him, friend, how comest thou in hither, not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then said the king to the servants, bind him hand and foot, and take him away, and cast him out into outer darkness. There shall be weeping, gnashing of teeth. Here again, it shows that it's night. It's night. So the wedding feast, is not somewhere up in heaven but it's right here how would this man get if there was a rapture how would he have got up there into the wedding feast how would he have got into a rapture if there was a rapture God couldn't have lifted him up there by mistake so we see that this man in this wedding feast was there because he did not enter through the door for everybody who entered through the door was given a garment praise God and if you receive if you come through Christ Jesus which is the door hallelujah you will be fit for the wedding feast I want you to know that this is the wedding feast and many are not receiving <laughs> This is the wedding feast and many are not receiving. And the foolish virgins came to the door and knocked and let us in. Jesus said, I know you not. There is a time when the door is going to be closed. Praise God. And I want you to know, brethren, that some people, especially in the United States, are sitting down waiting for a rapture and they are going to receive tribulation. I had a vision in 1970 where the Lord Jesus, well, let me put it a different way, where a spirit told me, I give you all the benefit of the doubt, 
a spirit told me that the tribulation had begun in 70 according to my interpretation of what I was shown. I was shown a piece of paper. The paper was blank and written two lines. It was April 1970 and this voice said to me, this is the tribulation. And I figure, brethren, if the tribulation started in 1970, then you must be pretty near to that midpoint. You must be pretty near to that midpoint. It's not going to be long before everybody who is going to prove who is really preaching the word of God from who is not. Amen. Some people will sit before a television screen for hours and they will look at that show right down to the last and it will last for hours beyond midnight and yet those same people can't stand the service that goes over one hour God's going to judge you Amen yes God's going to judge that behavior and this kind of behavior need repentance that's what it needs we need to spend more time with God a man who is not spending time with God cannot absorb God's word you'll hear God and you'll say it's the devil look brethren let me tell you this the hour is coming very shortly when one word is going to save your lives the word of God if you can't hear God you are deaf to God now then when that hour come you will be among those who are taken away God is speaking to his people now that his people might be ready ready for what? ready to overcome the enemy the people in China they heard watchman Lee they rejected Watchman Nee. They accepted all the religions that you have here. China was a, one of the most fruitful, um, uh, go, uh, what you call it, mission fields. Almost every denomination in the United States had some mission in China. And what happened in China could happen here. They were wiped out. They were slain, they were crucified. They were wiped out. They had rejected what Watchman Nee was saying, like some of the churches today rejecting Watchman Nee still. <laughs> yes, they are rejecting his books now. They are trying to get it off the book stands. Praise God because he was teaching a deeper understanding of the word of God deeper than the one they had look brethren after you tell me Jesus Christ saved and I believe you and I get saved I want something more after you tell me that the Holy Ghost comes and fills me and I get the Holy Ghost I want more hallelujah and God said he shall teach you all things and lead you into all truth 
and if you are not obeying your holy goals you will reject God's people and God's word anytime you will never be able to sit down and listen to God's word if it is going over an hour I want you to know and I would like to talk with you about this end time we are a different people from our fathers and our grandfathers our grandfathers had a lot of time our parents had a lot of time they could do the things they wanted to do they could even afford to idle a little time but God Almighty said there would be a generation upon whom the ends of the world had come yes sir there are some young people who are not going to have any time to even be young and to fool around like we used to amen because they are born in the greatest time in which any human being could be born in you have the opportunity of walking right into the kingdom of God without seeing death would you believe that that some of you sitting here will never die the Bible said so 1st Corinthians 15 51 yes some of you sitting here will never die if you keep going on with Jesus Christ hallelujah and that's a word for tonight I wish somebody would ask me the questions for tonight God bless you yes brother well, you just said that some people would remain alive in the coming, but uh, I thought you talked to witnesses had to be killed before the resurrection. Yeah, well, those people are not the two witnesses. They're not part of the group. No, they, 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 um, there are two companies of people. The First Fruits Company or the Two Witness Company will receive the fullness of God and then they like Jesus Christ will give their lives to stop all the slain and all the killing and they will be their dead bodies will be cast out in the streets for three and a half days and then they will resurrect and that will begin the resurrection of the dead but the other Christians won't die those are special people who God will select who have already gained immortality and so dying wouldn't mean anything to them praise be to God but the generation of Jesus Christ is not going to die this is the reason why the generation of Jesus Christ has been continuing for the past 2,000 years every generation only continues to the longest liver Amen? Let's, let's give you an idea of what I'm talking about. Methuselah's generation continued for 960 odd years because Methuselah lived for 960 odd years. Follow what I'm saying? And so he was the longest liver so this generation still was alive in 960 odd years. And as the generations got shorter and shorter the generation continued the people you go to school with that's your generation that age group of people 
Well, that age group of people in another hundred years, they wouldn't be around. So you could say the generation continues for less than a hundred years in our time. Amen. But if they are Christians, they won't ever die. They will sleep with Jesus, some of them. <laughs> Amen. So they will come back again with their bodies. So that will prove that they are not dead. So the generation of Jesus is an everlasting generation that is continuing from Jesus until now. And this is why the Bible said, he shall see of his seed and he shall be satisfied. He shall prolong his days. You see what I'm talking about? Amen. So that's what, that's the situation, brother. Yes, brother. opinion of that I have no revelation is that he had not he was coming from hell and that the touch of Jesus brings life the woman touched the hem of his garment and life came through but this time he was coming from a place of the dead he was coming from a place from hell and I know the touch of demon spirits can hurt people and Jesus was coming from this place and I feel that he was saying that he had to go to his father first and um, get some something had to be done to take away the even the the semblance of hell from off of him the, that might hang on to him that she mustn't touch him yet until he had I've just well, I couldn't say that because he had his body and he was standing up there and it was a glorious body, glorified body that came out of the tomb. You see, it was a glorified body that came out of the tomb. But he, I don't want to say he, he had on him some contamination. I don't know if we could say it that way, but I feel that there was something she would have drawn. You see, her nature wasn't pure. She was still in the realm of the sinner and um, a sinful realm and if she had touched him probably the touch because there's a doctrine of laying on of hands when you lay hands you either pull something or push something to somebody so i believe that had to do with the doctrine of the laying on of hands that if she laid hands on him she would get something which would hurt her he didn't want her to touch him because just a little after that he said come feel me push your hand in my side you see yeah you see so i do believe it's it, that is the reason but i have no scripture for it any yeah one about the mark of the beast what what mark of the beast mean you know yeah well yeah this brother would like to know what the mark of the beast means. The scripture said, um, uh, in Revelation chapter 13, and going down 16 and 17, says the mark 
the mark or the number or the name amen now so that means mark is number and number is name so all these three words are um, <coughs> synonymous they mean the same thing okay mark means number and number means name now he said the mark was 666 and we don't know let's say we don't know what mark means we don't know what number means but we surely know what name means name means nature nature so this number sorry the mark of the beast the number is 666 so this number is the number of his name now what is the meaning of this number it's simple to know the meaning of that now god made man on the sixth day right so man's day was the six and man's number is six and when you repeat anything three times it comes to its fullness but like the three-dimensional word the word comes to its fullness at the third dimension so um the three dimensions of this is like you say good better best so this is the fullness of six and the fullness of six means the fullness of man or to be translated correctly the fullness of iniquity so 666 means the fullness of iniquity now the scriptures say that they will get the mark either in their foreheads or in their right hand now the forehead the mark in the forehead is a type of marking the person in his mind because no matter what mark I put on your forehead it couldn't change your mind they would catch all of us and just stamp us with the mark of the beast on our forehead and that wouldn't change your mind but this mark of the beast on the forehead means that it's a doctrine a devilish doctrine that is iniquitous and ungodly anti-god like the doctrine brother sanders spoke about how 50 percent of the ministers are preaching and no blood no no virgin birth god jesus that's what they're preaching about jesus he, he, the blood of jesus christ don't mean anything to them the virgin birth of Jesus doesn't mean anything to them. Jesus was not God. 50% of the ministries, ministers in the United States, that's what they believe. So no wonder the people are in such trouble. Amen. So this is a devil doctrine that is coming forth and people are going to accept it. Amen. And when they accept it, this will be the mark of the beast it will be a doctrine against God I saw two people get married out in California and they married in a devil church and the reporter went to them and asked them why why didn't you go and get married in an ordinary you know church 
uh, with a, a minister apart from this devil thing and they said God hasn't done anything for them and they want to have nothing to do with him amen yeah one girl from the devil church she came up and she asked me she said um how do you know that the person who you are calling God is not the devil and the one you call the devil is not God Amen. So you can imagine what's happening outside there. <laughs> People are being turned around and they are believing this devil, devil doctrine. And this is what we call 666 when man reaches to the fullness of iniquity. Bless his holy name. I don't hear it. thought's going to be a mark outward okay sure you must have some symbol to show that you are one of them amen yeah you see so it's, it's not just an outward mark that is because the Bible said any man who takes the mark of the beast cannot go into heaven again Hallelujah. So if that was a case, they would just grab all of us here tonight, pen us up, and stamp us off, and just prevent us going into heaven. You see what I mean? So that the mark, the real mark, is inside of the soul, something that is done inside. Now, after that, each person sitting here tonight has a number. You have a number. They have disqualified all the numbers and they are giving you one number now which is your social security number and each of us has a social security number in the big machine up in Washington and this is your number so you do have a number but amen the the card we get the, the little card they're going to give everybody a little card that card is not going to send you to hell you can use that card until they cancel it then will the time when the mark of the beast will mean something then i have no doubt they might mark you on your forehead or in your arm on your arm because right now tonight tonight they have a program testing out the mark on the right hand with an invisible ink an electronic mark that there are some women who volunteer to go into a shopping center and they, they buy their goods and go down to a special machine and they bag their goods themselves and they take the goods out and as they lift the goods up it each item has an elect electronic label on it and it activates the machine and the machine reads the the price and there's a mark on her hand and as her hand goes like this the machine takes our number and our name and by the time she's finished bagging up our, our groceries the machine shows her the amount of her groceries and her bank account is debited immediately with the amount amen so they do have that right now 
and they, they, they are having a pilot program with this already they have had two years of testing the no money system in four cities in the United States and this has unanimously passed they have unanimously agreed that this is the thing to be done at the appropriate time so this is the control they will have the computer in Washington will control everybody's buying and selling amen so the mark of the beast um, might well come out to be a physical mark it must be a physical mark in the end but if they give you a number now and give you a card now don't say this is the mark of the beast I'm not going to use it use it until they take it away <laughs> Amen. for they will cancel your mark if you don't cooperate Amen. Like with the ministers, they are making laws now so that they will tell the ministers what to preach. And if the ministers don't preach what they tell them to preach, they will give them corrective action. Amen. Send some to the asylum to get them corrected. Send some to school. <laughs> or take away some people's cards so that they and their family can't get any food to eat. That is the, the, the strict control that will come under the beast system. Of course, the good Americans are saying it can't happen here. Amen. Praise God. Somebody before you. Amen. Praise God. Well, I wouldn't give you anything but facts. <laughs> I, I wouldn't give you anything but facts. I had to get these facts. had to prove them before I could come up here and say these things authentically, that it is so. But this is the situation. And um, we saw the situation coming long ago. Praise God. The Bible said you couldn't buy or sell. How couldn't you buy or sell if you had money? If you had money, you'd buy and sell. Nobody could stop you. Amen. All we Christians would only go over to uh, Brother Milton's place and buy his corn and, and buy his pigs and we would go over to somebody else's place and buy food from him and we Christians would start buying and selling among ourselves. Brethren, you're going to have to start giving away. <laughs> Praise God. That's what you'll have to start doing. Because the, 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 what is going to happen is that you'll have money and can't buy what you want. I remember a long time ago, Brother Ebor came along here and told people to buy what they want. Now, for the time is coming when you can't buy what you want, you'll have the money and yet the controlled spending, they say, no, you must not have a new car. Oh, you must not have a house. You must live where you are and, or continue paying rent or whatever it is. But they are going to control the spending of the people. So whether you be rich or poor, bond or free, <laughs> he said, you're going to be under that control. But we are thanking God for it, brethren. For when we see this come to pass, the Bible says, that Jesus speaking in Matthew 24 and verse 15 says when ye shall see the abomination that made the world desolate stand in the holy place then you get up into the mountain 
And you better believe it, brethren, that he wasn't talking the little mountains they have over there. He was talking something spiritual. You must get up into high places in God. There is a time to get up, and now is the time. The people of God have been playing around for a long time. Now is the time to get serious with God. Get down on your knees and say, God Almighty, you tell the still tell me. Amen. Praise His holy name. Yes. During the millennium, there will be two classes of people. One people who have come forth already in the nature of the risen Christ. Another people who will be planting and growing and eating and living and coming forth, growing in God. Amen. So the, the, the energy will be here to do all things. Everything will be made simple. God will teach man that the world could have been run with peace and joy and glory. And sister, don't try to imagine it. You won't be able to. Amen. Yes. We're talking about our social security number. I got to my transportation. I was the rear when I get passed to ride the passenger train. Before they've always had numbers. They've numbered these fast. This time, my social security is the number of my Amtrak fast, and I have been in my pocket. Praise the Lord. Um, even the soldiers in the army. All the armed forces are being numbered with their social security numbers. Everybody has one number now. Um, anybody here has your driver's license with your social security number? Yes, praise the Lord. So it's, it's, it's going through now. As you, anybody who gets a new driver's license this year is getting a social security number on it. Praise be to God. And this is the number that God is talking about that we're going to be numbered. Yes. I recognize you. can attain now isn't that something brother Simon most people want to know how they can attain onto this and some people are giving other people ideas that is some great thing you've got to do all you have got to do sister is obey the Holy Ghost you have in here just obey just love God with all your heart and obey the Spirit of God in here you're not supposed to you're not bound to obey me if I tell you something you've got to feel it in here before you do it if I come and prophesy to you thus said the Lord God brother uh, Pierce do so and so brother Pierce must do nothing unless his own heart tells him 
this is it. Amen. If God don't move your heart, then you're not responsible. Don't run if Brother Dussel tell you to run. Let the God in you tell you to run, brother, and run. <laughs> yes. Praise God. That's simple, sister. Just you try get on a working arrangement with God. Amen. Get in a working arrangement with God. Say, God, if you tell me to do it, I'm going to do it. If I feel it in my heart to do it, I'm going to do it. And so, when you feel it in your heart, you do it. And if you're going to be wrong, God will stop you. Because <laughs> God knows you're innocent. You thought it was God. Yes. Now, during the millennium, uh, the people that have become overcome, that have come into the fullness Yes. Who are they going to be reigning over? Is it Christians that haven't come into the fullness? Oh, sure. The whole world. They will be teaching the whole world. You will have Christians who came through the tribulation. Then you'll have um, Jesus Christ will be here with all the brethren. Amen. So there will be Christians that will make it through the tribulation that didn't even have the fullness of Christ. And that just made it through. Yes, they made it through the tribulation. Then you have the, the, the children, the little children, who are being born by the millions, <laughs> all over the world, millions of little children who must grow up into the, 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 the nurture and admonition of God and come forth into the first fruit company. Let me give you a scripture that will enlighten you. Daniel chapter 2, and the whole chapter speaks of a story of the, this um, great image which is the world government and the stone cut out of the mountain without hands rolled down the mountainside and smote the governments of the world which is this image and ground it to powder and then something peculiar began to happen to the stone <laughs> the stone began to grow and God said it grew until it filled the whole earth. Well, if that stone represents the people of the saints of the Most High God, amen, these people are going to grow. The immortal sons of God are going to grow and people will be added to them. All the other people will be added to this company until everybody is like the 144,000. Don't you see how simple it is? That's what the scripture shows. <laughs> Somebody else was asking another question. All right, we just allow a few more questions and then, yes. Um, I heard you had a teaching on something that had to do with the push button, telephone, and Yeah, well, the push button telephones which they are giving you now are going to supersede all your telephones. Um, uh, three years ago, brother, they started installing it in small towns all over the United States. And um, you will notice on your push-button telephones there are two extra digits. There is a star and there is a sign like a number. One of those signs is the computer in Washington. And the other sign is the bank. So you will be able to take up your phone and do a transaction. Suppose you and I have a business 
and I want to transfer some money from my bank account to your bank account. I take up the phone and I um, press that number and in the computer and I call my number and transfer it from my number to your number and that's all. The transaction is done. Amen. And of course I can get my balance from the bank. You see. So they're going to cut out this lot of check, the check system. It will be cut out, you see. I don't know how they're going to get the vouchers. I, I don't get that clear. Yes? Yeah, the Battle of Armageddon, yes, is the end when God will, the sons of God, will rise up and the people of the world will say, let us kill them all. And they'll come together, they won't believe it, you know. When these brethren rise up on the resurrection, they, they won't believe it. They'll see them, but they didn't believe Jesus and they won't believe the sons of God. So they're going to say, let's kill them all. And so all the, 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 the nations are going to gather together. And they said, let us destroy the Jews first. Because these Jews are the people who caused this thing. Let's finish with the Bible once and for all. Let's finish with every Jew. Let's finish with every Christian once and for all. And so they'll move down with all their armaments to destroy the people of God. But the sons of God will speak a word. The Bible said out of their mouth. <laughs> they're sharp to edged sword. They'll speak a word like tonight. You speak a word against every firearm. You know what would happen? Every firearm would catch on fire everywhere over the whole earth. Every gun. If you have a gun in your drawer, your drawer would be on fire. You understand what I mean? And if they speak a word against Satan and bind him for a thousand years, he would be bound. And Satan would be really bound up. And every demon spirit would be bound all of a sudden. And all the men who come against the people of God to slay them, fire would burn them like it happened with Elijah. Everything I'm telling you about happened already, you know. It happened with Elijah, that Elijah spoke a word and fire burned 50 men to cinders. And it happened a second time, praise God. Well, the third time, he saved the men, he didn't burn those. So, I want you to understand just how God is doing his thing. Praise God. Strange doctrines, eh?
know. But the mark, that mark on the forehead, is something different, brother. Look, down in Ezekiel 9, we see the man with the ink horn going through Jerusalem and marking the people in their forehead. In Revelation 7, we see um, some again receiving a mark in the forehead. And this was being done by a fifth angel who was not coming from above but was coming from below. This is the ministry that God is putting in the earth to mark his people with the word of God in their minds so that they will not be taken by the beast. It is impossible for the beast to take one person who is saved. Once your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, the beast can't take you. That's what the scriptures say. So you go right down back to the 144,000 in the 14th chapter. And you know what was marked on their forehead? The name of the Father and the Son. Revelation chapter 14 verse 1. In their forehead was marked the name of the Father and the Son. So the name, the, 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 the um, 144,000 is the mark of the sons of God and 666 is the mark of the sons of the devil. So 144,000 has the opposite meaning to 666. Let me analyze 144,000 for you. 144,000 is 12 square. 12 is the number of completion. In the Greek, in the Greek, the most complete number you can write is 144, 144, because the square of 12. So 144 means completion. Well, a zero means Christ. You know how zero means Christ, everybody here? Well, zero is from the, Greek, the Hebrew word Zorah. And Zorah means seed. And God called Christ the seed in, in Genesis chapter 3 verse 15. He said the seed of the woman will bruise your head. And so right through the ancient world they called Jesus the Zorah. Amen. And they were looking for Zorah to come. So when, when Aphrodite or a this is the end of message, M-068, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ.